We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle have just been beaten 2-0 by Borussia Dortmund at their stadium uh, in Germany. And I'm Alex, and I'm joined in our hotel room in Dusseldorf by Charlotte Ayres and Adam Widrington. We were all in the away tonight, so we've all got a first-hand perspective of Newcastle's defeat. Uh, and we're going to talk to you about what happened and why. We're on Patreon. It's between three and eight pounds a month. We will be reviewing this game further, as well as looking forward to Bournemouth. So come and join us in there. We'd love to have you with us. Charlotte, I'm going to put something to you. You can let us know if you agree, disagree, or if you want to talk about it in more detail. I think that Borussia Dortmund, after two games... Um, against us, they're just better than us. They're probably better than us, close to full strength. They are definitely better than us with the amount of injuries that we've got. And therefore, even though it's frustrating to watch, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that defeat because in the Champions League, when you come across the best teams in Europe, sometimes teams are just going to be better than you. Is that fair? Yeah, I think my um, like caveat or... Um, not caveat, you kind of said it there... I think if we had Sven Botman, if we had Alexander Isak, if we had a few more of our injured players, not injured, Dan Bim, for example, all of these players fully fit, I think we'd have had a much closer game. I think we planned for a much... Um, I think our plan would have been after the after the defeat at St. James's Park w- w- would have been to deal with them. You could see hints of it in this game, but yes, I think that that is a, is a better team than us. I think it's okay to say that. I think... Um, I I just think that we have to continue to aspire, don't we? We we can't. We're not going to qualify for Europe and suddenly be the best team in Europe. That just doesn't happen um, without significant investments in and in time. And we're doing those things, and we're 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 hopefully going to requalify and and see ourselves in the Champions League for seasons to come. And you know the 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 group stage isn't over yet. We there's stranger things have happened than us getting through it. But um, they're a better they are a better side than us. They know how to deal with us, and we were blighted by injury. Can't even blame the rain because it wasn't raining tonight. But yeah, yeah, they did make us look fairly ordinary across the across the two games, which is which is quite disappointing. I think the the game today played out similarly to the game at St James's Park. Um, are they better than us? Mm. Uh, it depends. It depends what you mean by better, because uh, I, I think we've beaten better teams than Borussia Dortmund in the Premier League, for example. But are they better than us in terms of dealing with the experience of a big, 
big night Champions League, then then yes, I think they are. And you could see that they they just knew what they were doing. Tactically, they were set up perfectly to to nullify us. We look we looked, yeah, we looked like we had a a, a Fred Bear squad, which we did. But um, yeah, I, I I just felt like despite the fact we had most of the ball in the second half, they they just knew where to be, closed out space. As soon as we got into the final third towards the box, they just, they squeezed up. And they they just knew that you know we'd have to play the perfect pass, and someone would have to control it perfectly for for the move to to, to pay off, which it didn't this time. Well, I know we'll come on to talk about it, but we we were unlucky. We could have got something out of this game, by the way, even though yeah maybe they were the better team, we still could have got something out of it. So I'm going to stay optimistic. We know what we need to do now. We need to win the next two games and uh, you know win win the next game and then it's in our hands so uh, yeah I'm, I'm I'm still optimistic I think it's easier to be optimistic when you've actually been uh, when you're actually at the game rather than watching it on TV to be honest with you um, can you come away from it um, reflecting an hour of reflecting on the bus on the way on the way back to Dusseldorf um, but yeah better team on the night for sure both teams full strength I'm not so sure I think we could I think we I think we match them yeah, for me, I mean, I, I, my instinct after the game was they were just better. And I spoke to plenty of people that are in the stadium, outside the stadium, and plenty of people had the retort of, nah, they're not better than us. They're not. But you can't really argue with six... You can't really argue with six points. Um, they've taken six points of us in this group. That's, that's huge. It's taken them to the top of the group. And you can argue on paper all you like, but we didn't bring it enough in the home game. And I think that's where we were hurt most. It was the home fixture. You kind of want to see us play out against home and away and then see where we're at. But in reflection, after seeing the both of both of the games, it was the home fixture that, that was critical for us. I think that was the big one. To not lose that would have been fine. But the fact that... And we could have absorbed a defeat away. But the fact that we lost that one meant that we we really needed something out of this game. And we weren't able to do it. I thought the first goal was quite cheap. We know how the second goal came about because we were trying to push for an equaliser. They caught us on the counter-attack. They were too clinical. They were too good. Uh, Julian Brandt's having a great season. He wasn't playing in the home fixture. He was electric. He was creative. And he was clinical when he needed to be. 2-0. You can't argue with it. They were just better, as as everyone's alluded to. They're experienced. They, were, they handled the occasion better. But... Yeah, we just we can talk about injuries all we like, but I think Eddie Howe will be disappointed with how we conducted ourselves today. I, I, th- I thought it wasn't terrible, and you're, you're right, as even at half time, it was only 1 0, and anything could have happened. We could have usually a second half with Eddie Howe was better. We brought Almiron and Gordon on. We thought, I kind of thought, right, could have more impetus. We absolutely need to just go for them now, but it just didn't happen. Yes, the Joe Linton header, everyone's talking about. Yes, that's one, but we just didn't create enough. We didn't bring enough against Dortmund in both in both fixtures, and we're bottom of the league, uh, bottom of the group at the minute. And we we're going to really have to bring it if we want to stay in the Champions League. If we want to go toe to toe with all of these elite clubs, we have to put a performance in. We need to get points on the board. And you know, after PSG, the the highs of PSG, we've we've sort of been brought back down to earth with a bit of a bump after the both Dortmund games. Yeah, serious 1997 vibes in terms of how the group stage has gone for Newcastle. Newcastle in 97, losing both games against a supposed weaker team in the group in PSV uh, after picking up four points from the first two. And yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to disagree with, with what a lot of you have uh, have said, all of you have said there. 
you know, both games could actually turn out differently, but I also feel in both games, one, Borussia Dortmund have their injuries as well, particularly in the first leg. Um, so it's not like both teams are at full strength. And in terms of being able to create a chance on merit in terms of like carving open the opposition, they've just done it more than us across both games. We haven't really done it. Even the stuff at the end of the home leg was very, I think Eddie Howe used the term helter-skelter, um, for the home game in terms of set pieces, crosses in the box, that kind of thing. It, it's just been hard for Newcastle United to create a chance, and as one of you alluded to before, it's because Dortmund have just... Dortmund just probably have seen what we bring before, and how in his post-match interview today, it just, just thinks that to be able to get anything from this fixture against this team, our intensity and our press has got to be perfect, and it hasn't been, even if you look at the players that are available. And um, yeah, no, my, my overall feeling is, is, is disappointment... But it's okay. This season was always going to be a massive learning curve at this level. There are loads of footballers playing there tonight who, you know, Lewis Hall probably didn't expect to start a Champions League game in the group stage uh, this season. Um, Tino Livermento possibly didn't. So, you know, lots of positives to take in terms of lads getting experience. I suppose, really, I just want to kind of go around the group quickly. Adam, I'll start with you, mate. Um, Is that Newcastle done now, bottom of the group with two to play? you, You know, yes, there is, of course, a mathematical chance. Newcastle have to go to Paris, they have to play Milan at home, but do, do you really think that third is now a good finish for Newcastle? Oh, third would third would be fantastic. It would be an excellent finish. I would absolutely take that now, given those two defeats against Dortmund. But what you've got to remember is this group is wide open. I think the, I think the group stands at 7 points, 6 points, 5 points, 4 points. That, that Milan win it against PSG has blown it right open. Should, you know, had PSG beaten Milan, it almost makes it easy that... We can sort of target Milan as the as the group that as the as the team that would finish fourth if we beat them at home, but but what this has done in terms of blowing it open, it means that you know PSG have suffered a second defeat in this group. They're not infallible. We've we, we, we've beaten them once. We can absolutely get a draw out there if we need to get a win. It feels like a tall ask, but it's not impossible. I think the big thing is getting that result at home to Milan. We have to win that. If we don't win that, I think we're done. I really think we're done in this group. Um, we we have to get points on the board after after PSG after two games, four points from four points from two games. It felt like it was in our hands, and I think if we'd beaten Dortmund at home, we would have been six points clear of Dortmund, three to play. It would have been clear. I think they would have finished bottom, but it hasn't transpired that way. We are not dead and buried yet, Alex. Not by a long shot. Eddie Howe will have to bring it. We'll have hopefully. Um, a, a less depleted squad um, to choose from as well. But we know what we need to do now. We need to come old guns blazing. and that Milan fixture now is is gargantuan. It's huge. It's it's going to be crucial. It's it's do or die, I think, at home to Milan. Either of you, Charlotte and Nez, think that whistle qualify? Um... I don't want to be negative, but I also don't think so. I think we I think we can very realistically stay in Europe. I think we can finish third. We're currently bottom of the group, but I do think we've got enough in us to maybe get a win and win win in a draw. Where would that take us? Win in a draw, eight points. I think this group is so kind of the, the results have been so kind of open that I think eight points whilst you know sometimes could have been a, a second place i don't think it would be for this group and um i think 
I think that's where we, I think that's where we could land. I think it'll be it'll be think it'll be third. I don't want to be negative. I'd love us to stay up and and stay in the Champions League, obviously. Um, but staying in a European competition is is still great, and focusing on the league and re qualifying for Europe next year. I mean, I wouldn't be unhappy with that. I'd be disappointed after, particularly after the PSG at home game. But um, we 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 move on. We support the team, and we we still have some European football to look forward to. I'm I'm slightly more optimistic. Um, when you think about so the PSG games in three weeks' time, uh, we might get some more players back by then. PSG will be absolutely devastated by tonight's result. They're besotted with the Champions League. If they don't qualify to the next round, that's a massive failure for them. If we don't qualify, then okay, well, we'll try again. And so the pressure on them in the next game, playing at home against us, knowing they lost to us 4-1 as well, I think we could take advantage of that, provided we get a few more players back. So for me, I, I, I think the balance of probability is yes, probably, probably not, if you just look at things objectively, but... Um, I'm, I'm, I am, I am, yeah, cautiously optimistic. Let's say, I actually, I, I could take take it or leave it with Europa League. Honestly, really? I'm, yeah, I, I just think, look at what Europe's doing to, to to our squad right now. It's put such a massive pressure on our squad. We have to qualify for the Champions League next year, I think, and the best chance of doing that is to not continue putting this pressure on on the team. So I, I actually think concentrating just on the Premier League and, and and qualifying that way gives us more chance than trying to do it either through the Europa League or through the Premier League and just more games to play, more pressure on, on, on the squad. So, yeah, I could take... I mean, it would be great to be in the Europa League anyway just because we get more nights like this, more random places to go. But just thinking about it in terms of just qualifying for Champions League next year, I just, I just see it better to concentrate uh, on the league if we get dumped out. But 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 yeah, I'm I'm a little bit more optimistic. We'll leave it there for part one of the show. There's some adverts coming up. You can get these podcast advertisement free for just three pounds a month on our Patreon platform link in the description to this podcast. Back after these. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Newcastle lost, but but it has been an extraordinary trip. And I think we want to talk, or I want to talk about a little bit about how good this has been for the support, for the people who've been fortunate enough to come over here, whether that's in the ground or just wanting to be part of it and watching in Dortmund or Dusseldorf or lots of these cities in the area. It's just been such a good trip. And it maybe is a little bit defeatist. Maybe there's people listening to this thinking, this is why Newcastle... Uh, aren't great because they go, their fans go to Dortmund and are buzzing with a 2-0 defeat. Well, I'm not buzzing with a 2-0 defeat, but it was such a... I mean, the, la- the last couple of days has been brilliant, but speaking to Newcastle fans who have come by car, by coach, by boat, by train, by a mixture of all of those things and flights, it's just been a real celebration of the support. And Charlotte, I'll start with you. You know, tell us tell us about your day and also just how how it was experiencing an atmosphere like that today because I thought that stadium was absolutely amazing the noise they made was incredible this is elite European football this is why it's so good to be in the Champions League and it just felt like a real celebration of all things Newcastle United today yeah absolutely it was sort of um uh what's the word like the precursor to it of course was Dusseldorf and Dortmund last night and you could see everybody having a good time it definitely felt different to Milan um which we've talked about was uh we had less notice there were fewer fans there this was the big one this was the big trip for everybody and you could really feel it in the air everybody was up for it everybody wanted to have a good time I also think like most of the German fans were pretty much lovely. We spoke to a couple for our match day podcasts who were very um friendly. But in terms of the day, um yeah, it's just been really good. <laughs> mm, hard hitting analysis. I we went over to Dortmund around lunchtime. We went straight to the um, Market Square, which is where the, a stage had been set up. I'm sure by now you, those listening have seen images and videos from there. Um, Ryan Taylor was knocking about. Apparently, Matty Longstaff was knocking about. Um, we had some food. There was just such a great feeling um, in a great atmosphere. There was a DJ playing all the songs that we've turned into Newcastle songs, so everyone was singing along. Um, they let people come up on stage and sing and lead us in chants and stuff like that and also some poetry um you know it's an eclectic mix but everyone was just having a good time everyone had smiles on their faces everyone was laughing everybody was having a good time and then being in the stadium that is a spectacular stadium it's incredibly it doesn't seem as big it doesn't seem from outside how it could fit eighty thousand. and the reason it can is because it's really steep all of the (laughs) stands are really steep um and and that steepness like 
feeds how their fans and their ultra fans um in the yellow wall look and feel to the to their players and to our players obviously that's probably really intimidating they're so coordinated they're so loud it's something to behold when you're literally directly opposite seeing it um something to aspire to I think from from our from our support. Um, I'm not sure how you get there, but it was uh, it was just amazing. And, and and like result aside, game aside, it's been an absolutely brilliant couple of days. I've had such a good time. It's just a shame that the, we lost and didn't really perform well. I'll tell you how we get there, Charles. We we get some fans to buy some bloody big drums for St James's Park. Is what we do. They actually they actually walked past me in the car park. The uh, the the two percussive people and they had two massive drums on their backs so yeah yeah it's the bloody drums isn't it this kind of gives <laughs> gives everyone uh it gives, makes everyone sort of hype hyped up for the game um i will say though because we were facing the yellow wall and the yellow wall was absolutely literally was bouncing which was incredible but then the other two sides of the stadium might as well have been like the east stand at st james's park they felt they were all sitting down they all there wasn't much much going on um, but that side was was incredible, and you know, obviously, when they're announcing the players, maybe this is something we can steal from them. You know, the announcer is the first name, and everyone screams the surname, which which I thought was a nice touch. The place was just was rumbling. Um, the atmosphere maybe not so great from the away end. I don't know if we're going to talk about that afterwards, but 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 the day as a whole has been has been fantastic. Uh, last night we're in Dusseldorf uh, in the, in the central part. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the name of it. And that felt like we were in the big market. Honestly, it just had it had that kind of vibe to it. It just we might as well have been some, somewhere in Newcastle. It was, it was incredible. Uh, really, really happy vibes. And then today in the square in Dortmund, I just stood back and I reflected and I thought this is like the most unified I've seen us in a long, long time. Um, and it just just brought me so much joy. It had kind of Trafalgar Square vibes to it a little bit. It's kind of a mini Trafalgar Square. It wasn't quite as big, um, but it just felt felt really, really, really kind of like an occasion. I was talking to Adam Cleary of, of this parish and he actually gave quite a good, um, well, uh, something that I agree with. He, he said, this might not happen again. Like if we keep qualifying for the Champions League, this type of thing where we all like there's thousands of people descend upon a, a city might not happen. So just cherish the fact that it's happening for the first time here and that we were here. Worst part of today has been the football, honestly. I say that, that has been the worst part of the day, but but yeah, overall it's been a really positive experience. Yeah, I sort of echo that. I I I loved the I loved the atmosphere at the square. I loved seeing so many people from so many different walks of my life. I saw people from school that I haven't seen in years. I saw people from the East Stand where I sit, as where we make some quite a lot of noise at the front of the East Stand. Thank you very much. Um, but it was. But it was just, it was just phenomenal atmosphere. Obviously, um, if you'd listened to the preview yesterday, you'd know that I didn't have a ticket going into today. Um, I hit the square. I very, very quickly found out that I did actually have a ticket. Um, I got some very nervous excitement. I lost my appetite. I just hit the vodka and it was just brilliant. I, I managed to chat to so many people, so many different people. Had a nice chat with Ryan Taylor as well. It was, it was phenomenal. Um, getting across to the stadium, I'm, as I came out on this on this trip, not expecting to even be in the stadium to have experienced it. I feel very very privileged. You're right. It was it was phenomenally big. It was it was it, it was awe inspiring. It was it was brilliant. It was and in fairness, I thought 
yeah, maybe the maybe sometimes the way end was maybe a bit quiet. But again, I I was singing constantly. There were people around me singing non nonstop, singing for the subs, singing for the. It, we really give it all. I, I think it gets to the point where fans can only do so much. It's it's about what happens on the pitch, and that's kind of down to Eddie and the boys, isn't it? So, on reflection, Charlotte said, you know, the last couple of days have been just fantastic. The unity that you've described as as well, I've really felt that. Um, it's been, as I said, been a privilege to be here. It's been phenomenal. The football, yeah, not so great. And I'm very disappointed with that. But the trip on a whole has been excellent. I'm really, really glad I came out. And I'm really glad I got to experience that stadium. Because, as you said, Alex, champ- these Champions League nights, we can't take them for granted. These, it's it, This is what elite football is. This is what it feels like. This is how hard it is. It felt like a slog. But you keep on singing regardless. You keep on supporting the lads regardless. Um and we'll keep going doing that uh, beyond uh, beyond tonight. We'll get over it. We'll f- we need to regroup for Bournemouth. And then we've maybe got a bit of res- respite after that. But this trip has been phenomenal. It's been I love. It's been everything I love about being a Newcastle fan. Yeah, new experiences for, for most of us. And the, the same goes for the, the players, coaching staff, club staff as well. I just feel, and I'm hopelessly biased, but I just feel like everyone has acquitted themselves really well. Dortmund and Newcastle fans got on great. There was so much positivity in that square today. No trouble whatsoever. You know, compare that to Paris in Milan last night, where it just seems to have all gone off. And whilst that was never going to happen with our support, I just feel like we are representing the football club incredibly well as an away support in terms of just kind of the the the, the yeah. well the joy that seem that we seem to bring to to these places and you know we are recording in Dusseldorf we've we've based ourselves in Dusseldorf and gone into Dortmund and come back today but Dusseldorf's been black and white Dortmund's been black and white probably other places around this this part of Germany have been black and white it's just been such a positive trip in like we've we've all kind of articulated we will talk about the football in a second and why that wasn't so great tonight but but ultimately as a football club I think we've done so well out of this group stage and to even let's face it to be even in with a shout with two to go is probably a, a position that many wouldn't have put us in uh, going into it and Newcastle with AC Milan at home and Milan having to go to Dortmund and Newcastle still have a really good opportunity to, to at least finish third in the group and it's just been it's just been a really, really good trip, and it's it's not over yet. We're we're heading back early tomorrow morning, but I just think everyone you've bumped into here has just been had the best trip. It's been the best day, and the, the amount of people I've heard say or say to me directly, "This is what it's all about. This is what it's all about." Being a football fan, watching your team play in these stadiums and these occasions, we're just tremendously privileged. It is only two years and two days or two months, sorry, since I stood in away ends at Villa Park and Wolves listening to the previous manager talk about how well we played when these very average Premier League teams hadn't got out of second gear. Well, maybe Dortmund didn't get out of second gear today, but I'd rather, much rather this was in the Champions League uh, with an injury-ravaged side than uh, those two terrible football clubs. Well, they certainly were at the time anyway. We are going to now have another break, and then after this break, we'll come back and talk about the actual match. Back after these ads. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Let's talk about the match, a 2-0 defeat for Newcastle. And I suppose the team selection is really what got me on the way to the ground. I was absolutely shocked the fact that, uh, well, Livermunda wasn't a surprise, but Hall was a surprise. Um, Almiron and Gordon out of the team was a surprise. You know, Eddie Howe has shuffled the pack uh, in difficult circumstances. But Charlie, you you probably in I don't know whether it's in hindsight or whether it was before the game as well, but you probably think it wasn't the right way to go ultimately. Yeah, and had it worked or like you know something had gone miraculously very well tonight, I'd have been saying I thought that was the best team sheet I've ever seen. So just want to caveat whatever I say with that. Um, I understand why we had Almiron and Gordon on the bench I think for some speed and some attacking options um, if we needed it going into the second half going into the last half hour kind of thing but I wouldn't have put them on the bench I think I think we looked tonight like a side a bit frightened of Dortmund um, when you look at how we lined up and how we played against Arsenal on the weekend obviously a different team but Arsenal are, are one of Europe's elite teams and um you know, much as they didn't really look at on Saturday, and we we pressed so high, we did, we really really took our chances. We, we we made it difficult for them, and I don't think that we did that for Dortmund tonight. I thought that we gave we were very deferential. I thought that we gave them a lot of space and a lot of um, respect. Respect's one thing, but like. And and I and I think using pace and and those two pacier kind of Almiron and Gordon um, would have would have come out of the blocks with a bit more intention that I mean there has to be a reason Gordon did look tired on on Saturday so so perhaps that's the reason but that those two would I, I was I was very shocked not to see them in the starting lineup and to see Willock in I think Willock is an excellent player and I'm so enjoying him being back in the squad um we talked about this on our preview that um he is a good attacking option off the bench um, if you do need to change things up, he can actually change a game slightly. Um, whereas, um, yeah, I, d- I don't know. I, I I was surprised not to see Almiron and Gordon on. And I thought when they came on at half time, we were better. We were better in the second half than we were in the first half, even without a striker on the pitch, um, which we now know is because uh, Wilson had a hamstring. Obviously, I'd prefer we had a striker on the pitch, but Wilson could feel his hamstring and, and, and that's a concern at the moment. But I thought we were better with them. I wish we'd started like that. Yeah, um, it's hard in hindsight to, to to disagree, but at the time when the uh, the lineups came out, I actually quite I quite liked it. It just felt fresh. It felt exciting. It felt new. I I, I liked Lewis Hall against Manchester United, so I thought, um, yeah, I think it, yeah, he'll. I like fullbacks that are on the side of their strongest foot. If you, if you know what I mean? So I want a left-sided fullback with a left foot, and so I just felt like, uh, why not? Why not? I give him a chance. 
I think it's if it's important we give our young players um, these types of experiences. By the way, because how do you get Champions League experience without getting Champions League experience? So, you know, um, albeit Hall didn't have a great first half, I, I, I like that. I liked him in the lineup there. The 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 strange one for me was uh, Miggy um, on on the bench for Livramento. But again, I really like that because how has experimented with that late in games in the past just throwing Livermento up there and it's you can't leave him out of the team at the moment with the way he's playing so for me just shoehorning him up there and seeing what he can do I I, I like that and I'm not sure Dortmund would have been expecting that either and that in itself might have been uh, you know uh, might have uh, yielded some positive results um, yeah Gordon I, I totally understand why he, he was left out simply because the way Eddie Howe, uh, so th- this this is the issue, which isn't really an issue to be honest. But the way Eddie Howe line, lines his team up is, I don't care what's going to happen in the next game. We absolutely have to go for it this game, and we went for it in the Arsenal game, right? We 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 uh, we emptied on the pitch, as he as, as he would say, and so Gordon basically, uh, he he must have been in the red zone or, or he uh, you know or close, and so uh, I cannot totally see why he was rested. Also, I like the fact that. Him being on the bench meant that when he came on as a striker, he was fresh. Usually, when we see him on as a striker, he's already on the pitch and he's he, you know, he can't give it his all. So, I quite liked it. I like the Lewis, um, uh, sorry, the Joe Willock and Joe Linton combo on the left. I I think that's for me our best combination on that side. Um, despite Gordon's form, I'd like to see Gordon on the right hand side in the future. Um, so yeah, I was actually quite quietly optimistic that actually this team sprung a surprise on the fans and it may have sprung a surprise on, on the Dortmund manager as well. Obviously, in hindsight, it didn't quite click, didn't quite work. But um, from the offset, I've, I've, I was hopeful. Yeah, I thought that the p- picking Lewis Hall was a mistake. I thought, I really like Lewis Hall, by the way. Um, I think he's great, but I, I actually quite appreciate how Eddie Howe has managed his minutes and sort of not set him up for a, a fall. He's sort of been very cautious with him. Livermento, he's been a bit more willing to give him minutes. And I just thought after half-time in the Arsenal game where Trippier came left back, Livermento played right back, and we went on to, to win the game and keep a clean sheet, I thought it was it seemed obvious that that's what we were going to do here. Instead, we had a right-back playing right wing. And I, I, just find it, I just find it a bit crazy that both Almiron and Gordon were deemed possibly not fit enough to to, to neither of them to play I, I know that we've had a lot of fixtures and we had a lot of tough fixtures and you're right as the Arsenal game was 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 a slog and we got through it and we battled and we got a really really well earned win but for me I just don't understand why we thought that both Almiron and Gordon were incapable of playing say an hour and both could only play 45 minutes and we've got a right back playing right wing we've got we've got a left back who's played what, what one start um before tonight this season i think it just seems crazy to me that we we would do that adiemi for 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 dortmund looked really lively looked really bright very very dangerous player i've been aware of him a couple of years it's you know he, he only came on briefly i think in the home game but he got his start um Malin wasn't wasn't about to, uh, today. He got his start, and I just thought he looked very, very threatening. Brandt looked really good. I just think what we needed in the Champions League, on that left hand side, we needed we could have just done with that experience. 
um, and not maybe I'm not saying that Lewis Hall was naive, but it's just it's just a situation. He's 18. He's very young. He hasn't played that many many senior games at all. So I thought that was I thought that was an error and. The fact that Livermento ended up playing, I think, three positions today. I think it was right wing, right back, and then he, he moved across to, to left back as well. That was just maybe quite disruptive and maybe not fluid. Uh, I, I, I like the I like the combination of, of, of Joe, and Will, uh, Joe Willick and Joe Linton on, on that left-hand side, as you say, but I just think we needed to have a bit more experience in defence at that point. Um, and I just really can't understand why I didn't go with Trippier and Livermento as fullbacks after the Arsenal success. I think it's like I says you, you almost feel you just. I mean, you, you are advocating for picking Livermento, but I just feel like he thought he needed to try and first of all moving Kieran Trippier. It's a big ask, even though it went well against Arsenal. Moving like essentially in terms of highest rated players, Kieran Trippier is Newcastle's best player. I think how maybe thinks I just need my well captain when the cells isn't playing. I just need my best right back playing right back, and that it, it's a strange when Newcastle played with three left backs tonight. And I don't think that was the plan, and, and having to take Hall off at half time makes it look much worse. But it worked against Manchester United, didn't it? I think that, like Hez says, he's just tried to mix it up. I think Dortmund had had answers to what Newcastle United had in the home game and I think Howe's tried to bring something different tonight he's tried to inject some fresh legs some youth I was shocked that he started Joe Willock you know because Grimaric is uh, suspended for for Bournemouth so Willock will have to come in and I thought he might you know that might be the game for him to come and play from the start ultimately Joe Linton in that further forward role has our two big chances tonight or one big chance and one, one kind of opportunity that he should have done better with and that in itself, I suppose, is a little bit promising, but I don't know. I just feel like whatever Howe picks tonight, I just feel like the result is probably going to be the same. I just, I just think Newcastle are too far off Dortmund at their own in their own stadium to be able to to really damage them offensively. That's the big thing, and I know I know the goals were, were poor. Most goals you concede tend to be poor, but Newcastle and Howe will be disappointed with with the manner of those goals conceded in the space for the first one the lad had in the box was really poor and then the second one kind of speaks for itself in terms of getting caught short of the back from a pretty basic set piece but offensively that's the concern if there are concerns from this it's the fact that we had a full strength midfield Tonali's gone now for 10 months so ignoring him we had all our midfielders playing we had four of our midfielders playing today and that midfield didn't look like breaking down Dortmund at all and I suppose that's a concern and I don't want to go too hard at them because Dortmund were just really good and managed the game well and, and, and Dortmund's kind of the way Dortmund build attacks I think is the way we want to build attacks and they were just so patient particularly at 1-0 up because it's easy to be patient when you're in the lead but they were so patient in possession side to side back to front moved us about the pitch really easily and created lots of space and wide areas and we just didn't we just didn't have an answer to it and I think whether he picks Hall or whether he picks Livermento at left back or Trippier at left back I just think it's kind of immaterial to that the outcome of that game overall were just not at a level to be able to compete with that with these injuries. And one of you said earlier we go to Paris, hopefully with particularly Botman, or maybe Botman, but definitely Isak back. That's great, but I've now been in two away ends in the Champions League and, and seen has been comprehensively outplayed in both. And again, there's no, there's no disgrace in that. There's no shame in that. I just think we are not at a level at this level of, of European football to be able to go away from home particularly and impose our game on other teams and it's a strange one because 
you look at some of these sides and think, well, they're not as good as Arsenal. They're not as good as a lot of teams in the Premier League. It's a different style of football, though. It's a different way of playing. It's a different experience. It's a different atmosphere. And we're just not quite yeah, there, uh, there yet. And I think that we will get there, but I think this season might be a bit of a push for us. And, and third place looks looks very good for me right now anyway. Before we finish the show, is there any, anyone who did well tonight? Anyone you guys want to praise uh, performance-wise from any Castle perspective? Or was it just much for muchness for you guys? I don't think there's any specific call-out. Alex has passed me the microphone and I have nobody for you. I don't think... You know, I was thinking about this after the game and I don't think there's any players that I want to dig out particularly. But I, there's also no players that I want to call out particularly for, like, significantly. There was some really nice... Bruno had some nice moments. Um, uh, I thought Anthony Gordon... Um, worked really hard when he got on the pitch he was one of the only players that was going after the ball you know when their keeper had it in possession and was was um trying to distribute it he was the only one kind of bothering them at that point so those were nice moments in 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 a game that was basically gone by the way Anthony Gordon doing that we were two nil down there were about seven minutes left of the game and and so, so I sort of respect that um work rate but um generally there's probably nobody uh that I would that I would call out. Anybody else? The only one is uh, Liveramento for me. Adam oh, alluded yeah. to the fact that he, he played in three different positions and he didn't let us down in, in, in any one of the positions. I don't think he had the best first half in the attacking uh, side of the pitch, but I still think he did okay. Um, and then when he came back, I think he was he, he was he was fine. He, 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 he didn't, I don't think he lost any jewels. He, he did really well. Uh, so for me, yeah, well, he's going to be some player... He was he was standout for me, although uh, Bruno as well, like you say, had some good moments. Joe Linton played okay, despite the fact he missed two two big big chances. Uh, the header, by the way, in the the first half, the end, right at the end of the first, that was a massive chance, um, right in front of the away. And then the second half one as well, he had a, he had another header. So, um, but despite that, I think he played well. Um, but yeah, as you say, uh, all in all, I think uh, that the levels were similar across across the pitch. I suppose the only player I want to shout out was Lewis Miley. Came on, you know, seventeen year old kid playing in playing in that stadium in front of those fans and that atmosphere. That's um, that bodes really well just for him to get that experience. And like you said earlier, as that's the best way to bring young players through at this level is to expose them to it so that's a positive for Newcastle tonight and who knows we might be seeing a lot more of them um, if we pick up any more injuries uh, in in that part of the pitch anyway I think we'll leave it there then for tonight um, you know Newcastle didn't get the rub of the green tonight across the two games things could have gone differently but ultimately it's no points from two fixtures against this opposition I'm really impressed by Dortmund their fans their stadium uh, their team are all very, very good, and if we if we have to face them in years to come, we'll be better equipped to deal with what they have to throw at us because they were. I just think they're superior to us across both games, and and like I keep saying, there's no shame in it. It's just European football; it happens, and we move on now to Bournemouth at the weekend. Then there's an international break, and hopefully, we start getting some some players back because that run of games from uh, mid November through to early January before the break is absolutely brutal in terms of number of fixtures and the calibre of opposition as well is pretty high across across those games. We have a League Cup quarterfinal to contend with too. So loads going on for Newcastle United. Thanks to you three for joining me. Thanks to everybody who's listened. Really appreciate it. We'll be back with the free podcast uh, after Bournemouth on Sunday morning. Speak to you all then. Bye-bye.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.